0: Behind the baller. My life is more than money and journey. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't got to tell me, dog. I know I'm the sea. Behind the baller. My life is more than money and journey. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home last. Behind the baller. Yo, 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 what up, everybody? It is your boy, The Wash Lord. You are listening to a brand new episode of the world famous, the award-winning, the award-nominated Behind the Baller podcast. We are coming to you live from Phoenix, Arizona. Guys, this show is brought to you by none other than the Podcast Producers of the Year. That would be the Dust Brothers, Miles Davis and Jordan Winter. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, a.k.a. the Korean Liam Neeson, a.k.a. Back9Ben. We got that original theme song, which will be changing soon. Remember, Cold as Ice is Coming, theme song by Illegal Cartel, and they got another banger coming. With original music by Lakey. Guys, I'm pumped up. I will tell you in a minute. Miles, drop a beat on these motherfuckers. So I'm pumped. Why? Because my dog, Anthony Kim, yes, AK. Makes his live professional golf debut this week in Jeddah, okay, in the Middle East. He is playing as a wild card on the live tour. It has been 12, over 12 years since he has played golf professionally. There is a huge, massive interest. There is a huge wave of fans who hate that he's playing at live. And I don't give a fuck. We're not going to get into the whole debate between Liv and PGA, I don't care. I watch both, got none but love. But just know my man is still doing it. Again, without getting too deep into it, it's not about the 54 or the 72 holes. It's really about how hard it is to consistently shoot low scores three or four days in a row, to even make cuts. We will see. I know my man has the skill set, and mentally, he is a fucking animal, okay? Next up, I know that today, this episode was supposed to be fan questions, and I totally forgot. I need you guys to do something right now, whether you're in your car or wherever you may be. I want this to be the best episode of fan questions that we had, because this will be the last fan questions that we have on this show. There will not be another fan questions for Behind the Baller as this show is coming to an end in T-minus two weeks. All right, guys? So hit me with your best fan questions. Think of something that you want to ask. Send your questions to bbdtc213 at gmail.com. All right? I am sorry, guys. I am very sorry, though. There is a lot of things that have slipped my mind in the last few days, and that happens when, one, you're busy, 2 you have three kids and three, you are just doing too much. And uh, in fact, I'm doing three much. Fuck too much, you know what I'm saying? And um, I'm no joke, I'm clouded. My mind is uh, a little bit everywhere. And um, being out of town, I got uh, a big announcement with, uh, with Robin Hood and Clutch, which I'm gonna talk about a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, again, I have had a really good two or three weeks. And, um, you know, just focusing on now. And with that said, you know, it kind of goes against my whole preparation process, how, you know, I talk about how punctual I am and things like that. I'm starting to get, not necessarily not punctual, if a meeting starts at 8 a.m., 7.30, everything's cleared out for me. 7.45, reminder hits. And then at 7.55, I'm in that meeting ready to go. Now, I would say in the last three weeks, I'm pushing that by a few minutes. So I'm getting closer to being just on time. And I've always was told, if you're on time, you're late. So that's just where I am. And speaking of that, oh man, about three years ago, I had a contest that I did for a uh, Clayton Kershaw um, card. And I want to give a big shout out to a loyal BTB member, uh, subscriber to not just the podcast, but to my Instagram. Um, Jose Montelongo out of uh, Texas. He had won a Dodgers game and a trip and everything. And, and somehow things got lost in translation with my assistant who had been with me for over a decade. And uh, I'm not blaming him. He, the, the dude has all the transparency. He sees what happened. Um, I feel bad for a few things. One, I miss Sean like crazy, man. He does some light email stuff me here and there, you know, remotely. He can't be the dude that was doing so much for me. His dad had, had a kidney transplant about two years ago. I don't know, maybe a year and a half ago. I forgot when it was exactly. But... During a kidney transplant, it wasn't successful. And so he had to move uh, to his dad's. um, His parents decided to uh, retire in Palm Beach. Sean had pretty much been born and raised in the valley um, all his life. He was moving around. One of the hardest workers that I know, and actually a great kid. I have left, you can name it, you name it, anything from $20 to millions of dollars or whatever, and there'd be times where... He could get on my nerves over things, but it wasn't anything serious. It was more because he was such a grinder. And this dude was, you know, he'd stacked probably close to a million dollars during the time working for me. You know what I mean? And and he just really was smart. He just said, fuck it. He just was really, he just really worked hard. Didn't give a shit. He was very respectful. He uh, liked the kids. He liked dogs. He was just a really good kid. He's very, very frugal and uh, one in a billion, truly. But I fucked up. And uh, I'm making a right with Jose. So Jose, much love, bro. You know that we gonna get it going. And uh, I'm gonna give you, obviously, everything in return times more that. Now, it's funny. As I've been out <laughs> over the weekend, right? I had the kids. And uh, I'm thinking about like Thursday night, right? I don't really get the looks that, I think people look at me, you know what I'm saying? It, it could be a few things. Rarely do I go out dressed just like how I used to in, I don't know, you name it, 2004 to 2000, maybe 12. Um, so I don't know if they're looking at my shoes because they cost 10, 15, 20 grand, maybe even cost four grand, whatever, or whatever. I, I, I go out pretty regular. When I mean regular, meaning I go out looking regular, sweats, chilling. I'm not trying to, you know, Um. I don't care. In LA, you can get away with getting, you know, driving a luxury car, exotic car, whatever. So that's not really a big thing. But when you have a pretty girl on your side, you know, it's it's, and this goes for anytime I was out with Nick, whatever. And people look at me certain ways here and there. And I think a lot of times too, because uh, I'm known, right? Because I'm popular. Now, um, I seen a dude at dinner the other night, and I didn't want to assume that he was with his daughter. Now the funny thing is, this dude was a darker black gentleman. And the woman he was with was pretty light-skinned. She looked like she was mixed. And it looked like it could have been his daughter. And there was at least a 30, 35 year age gap. And it got me thinking like, damn, good for him, right? But at the same time, it could be his daughter. You know, there wasn't any sort of super crazy affection, but it looked like it could be mother, I mean, uh, daddy-daughter type of vibes. I don't know. I assume, you know, when I'm that age, you know, I'm gonna be holding my daughter, whatever it may be, but it was a trip. And while I'm out at dinner, you know, I'm thinking, are people looking at me or looking at her and whatever? And she's a lot better look out than I am, right? But it got this thing, like, younger dudes don't get it. You could be 22 eight inch fucking cock and, you know, be handsome and think whatever. And that's cool. And you could be some cougar's dream or maybe, you know what I'm saying, another lady, whatever, and cool. And could you be taken serious? I don't know. There's the rare occasion that I might see it, but do I see it longevity wise? No, I don't. And why is that? Women date older men for a reason, right? And the truth of the matter is Older men don't run around in the streets the same, you know what I'm saying, as these young motherfuckers, right? In general, they don't. They don't run around the same. They're more sure about what they want in life. And that's obvious. Most of these guys have fucked around and are over it. They just kind of want to just chill. Maybe some of them didn't fuck around and they just want to chill. But what I know is older men definitely don't want any headaches. That's what the 20s were for. Maybe your 30s too. They know how to avoid a headache. And a woman's sole purpose when dating a man over 40 is to give him the least amount of stress possible. That is a fact. Now, obviously, when it comes to financial security, you would assume an older man would would have that together. And that's. True for the most part compared to whenever, right? Unless the guy's lost it all, maybe he got it back, I don't know. But obviously most men have figured out how to make money by 40. And if they haven't, and shit, it, it, maybe it might not happen, right? But same could be said with a 32-year-old or a 30-year-old, except that the 30-year-old has more time on the clock to fuck around. And that's why I always say this is not your practice life. And when you think that the six-pack and other things are really important. They might be to a certain extent, depending, you know, when you start. If, there, if there's, you know, a relationship where I'd say on the average, I see a six to 10 year gap between men and got women who are married and whatever. And that's cool. But I was pulling way more girls when I had the motherfucking dad body and the, the belly and whatever. And I didn't even care. You know, so it's just something that, that people have messaged me about and wondered, and, and trust me, man, if I found a girl who was fucking 40 and looked good, shit, cool. I, I really don't give a fuck, right? It doesn't really matter to me. It, it is what it is. You never know what happens. And, you know, preferably, I wouldn't mind if another girl had kids um, because then, you know, you already know it's certain shit, but then at the same time, you got to deal with the headache with the guy, right? And I always thought about that. Like, one thing I know, and this is really personal, I'm sharing this. Like, one thing I do know about um, Nick is that we we'll never have to worry about whoever or whatever guy she brought around, London Ryder and Kaya. That's one thing, 100 million percent, that is never going to be in the back of my mind. I would not worry about it. I would not need to meet the dude. I don't care. I really don't. And we're going to get into that later about checking up on your exes. It's just stupid. But back to making money and being older, I see dudes who have had a rough life Some dudes went to jail, maybe did six, maybe did 10 years. Some dudes, you know, just didn't figure things out. And then they do figure things out. Now, when I mean figure things out, that's a really broad statement. And what I'm here to tell you guys, because this is technically a business show, scamming is not an option. All right, BTB Army scamming is just not an option. If you got something so good and it's made you a lot of money. And now you want to share it and you want to sell it. And I'm talking about classes, okay? Chances are it's cap. Selling classes is fucking lame. And I'm going to tell you, what, I'm not hating. It could be real estate. It could be fucking Amazon, FBA. It could be some of the shit. And not hating. I'm just telling you, understand this before you get into that world. The satisfaction percentage Rates are real low. Now, if you're doing something for a low, like, you know, like you're doing something for $19.99 a month or something like that, whatever, on some Netflix-level shit, and you are really trying to teach something, and I understand, there are ways you're teaching a language, you're teaching something, okay, cool. If you're teaching somebody how to make money, and you out there basically eating off those, you know, those classes that you're selling, just know you got karma coming back and the crazy part is if the more successful you won't be able to even pinpoint when it does hit you and you fucking with people who don't have the success rate like a watson fit that dude Wes watson people like that and there's so many fucking of them all over not just grant cardone but so many people now let me tell you if you try hard enough you can find the classes for free Or you could spend a lot less doing your own fucking trial and error. And I mean that. I went to night school for fucking jewelry. I learned from other people because I had things I could offer. And if you could do something in return, you know, there's people who could teach me things here and there, and golf isn't one of them, but there are golf people out there who need something from me. So there's just different things. But let me give you a quick, poor example when it comes to stocks and selling shit and doing certain things. Now, As far as basic setup, once you get the blueprint and outlines and stuff, after that, it's all about trends and things when it comes to FBAs and things like that. But if we're going to stocks and you're trying to get somebody, immediately if they're selling Forex, you already know you're, you're in trouble. All right. Crypto, whatever the fuck it may be. It's a real quick poor example, but it's effective. And I want you to understand just what I'm trying to say. Let's say you're at a blackjack table. You're playing blackjack, you're at a table, you sit down, you're winning every few hands, okay? And your average bet is $25 per bet, right? You're at a table, you know, you got a shoe coming down and uh, let's say there's five decks in there, whatever the fuck it it may that's not even important. But you're laying down $25 a bet. And let's say after you finished, you know, you had a nice little session, you leave and you won $2,500. Now, I remember when that was like a big day for me. You know, that was probably 25, 30 years ago. But like, damn, i won $2,500. That's crazy. Some of you guys may be like, that's nah, still a lot of money. I don't know. The point I'm trying to make is you're betting $25 a hand. That's the minimum at most five star hotels, right? They don't have $10, $15 hands or whatever. And some places, even $50 minimum, depending on how hot it is. But now imagine you're at that same exact table, but you were betting $10,000 per hand. Now you'd be leaving the same table with a million dollars. The same cards that you got dealt with, right? The same exact bets, everything you're doing. Remember, this is the same table. It's the same you. You just put 10,000 per hand. It's just a simple perspective. I just want you, what I'm trying to put in perspective is that if you're dabbling in stocks or any kind of investment thing, understand how much $5,000 in Apple stock in 2007 would be today it's ridiculous numbers it's a mid or it's eight figures it's silly now that's long term game but I'm just saying in general if you can invest and you start sitting there thinking like damn I wish I would have did this I wish I would have did that I've done it here and there but I'm like look man I got bread coming here I got bread coming here I can't really be that mad. But um, shit, I admire people who do put away more and more. I'm just saying there are other things you can do. You hear a lot about Roth IRAs amongst business people. It is true, though. Whether you put away $200, $300, $400, it's more than you had. Then if you think about it, if your money is working for you, by the time you spend it, you're not spending money. You know, You're spending interest. And that's how rich people live. And I just want you to understand, this can be applied in many ways, even with sneaker reselling, right? But with more money, the more money you put down, right? $25 is not a lot, right? You put down 10 grand, it's a lot. Different people do different things. There's more risk, obviously, if there's more money. But you know, if you can, you know, double up, triple up. Put your balls out there. You know, no risk, no return, man. But, you know, it, it, nothing's easy. It's crazy. Just something mindset-wise. Deion Sanders, I caught this real quick uh, YouTube short clip of him, and he said, set your own thermostat. You control your own thermostat. And, you know, I don't know how many of you guys have Nest app on your phone, and you have, you know, you control your thermostat, through your Nest app. I mean, I've been doing that for since that shit came out, and it's convenient as fuck. Control it on all three floors of the house, whatever, right? He said he doesn't have bad days. He might have a bad moment. He might even have a bad hour. But you set your own thermostat, right? And you set your day up. So you're in control of that. And I, I felt that shit. It really hit me different. Because trust me, I've had I had a bad fucking year i was controlling my thermostat i'm gonna keep it a buck if i wasn't controlling my thermostat i might have motherfucking unalive myself from how bad 23 was right anyways before we jump into a commercial break do not forget cold as ice is coming video i'm excited fat ass jimmy the motherfucker might have to be fucking doing the first episode from vietnam i don't give a fuck i'm just happy for jimmy And uh, I'm happy that he's happy. And I'm happy that he's got a new girl in his life and all that everything else. But let's get a commercial break uh, going. You hear the music. We'll be right back. Gronk and Brady, Pippen and Jordan, Venus and Serena, Kelsey and Mahomes, what about the perfect teammates when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch or online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is, no matter how big you wanna grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind entrepreneurs in every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com baller. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com baller to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com baller, all lowercase. Yo, what up, y'all? We were talking earlier about checking up on your exes and stuff like that and whatever, and I understand, man, it's, it's a cold world out there. You know, and my best advice for men is to try your best at one point, and you'll figure it out, to not be pressed. And what I mean is, That doesn't mean you can't get excited. Whether a business deal happens, whether a girl likes you, whether a girl cancels on you, whatever it may be, it's more so about where you are in life. You know, once you become so in control and calm and even keel, a lot of shit ain't gonna hit you the same. And it'll help you. Now, Don't get me wrong. My excitement is different. Seeing my kids happy, things like that, it's different. A new car does not excite me at all whatsoever. There are maybe some things because of some setbacks that would here and there, right? But again, if you have that attitude that if it happens, cool. And if it don't, cool. But never disrespect a a blessing when you didn't have it, right? And you're just, you know, thinking about something you want and there's a goal. But the bigger part of what I'm trying to get at is, and this is an attack. It is. Because it needs, sometimes bullying needs to come back. I'm sorry. You got to be a total loser in life to check anyone's page who's blocked you. I'm going to say this even worse. If you are a man and a man blocked you, shame on you, man. Listen, this is, a, this is me. An old, older, wiser man telling you, it don't matter if y'all thought you were cool and you got blocked by accident. The chances of you being blocked by accident are very low. I would say in the lower single digits and it gets straightened out without you having to say anything and again, you keep that even keel. There is never a reason for you to create another page and check up on that person. I'm going to say this, man. You keep it pushing and you don't even sweat it. That goes especially for an ex. It could be your fucking baby moms, it could be anything. And I get it. They wanna know where your kids are, just that, whatever. I'm telling you, trust me, don't do that. There's some fucked up things in the world, and it's part of your lesson to go through these things so you don't go through them again. And some people love to repeat the fucking mistakes. I'm just saying, I don't care what an ex of mine is doing. This is a 1,000% fact. I haven't checked on any of my ex's pages. I don't care. They are muted on purpose just in case, whatever. I wish them the best, but it does not bother me. I don't give a fuck. I don't care to see it. Just like I don't want to see Toyota Corollas or fucking Timex's on my timeline. There's nothing wrong with a Toyota Corolla or a Timex. That's a reliable car and a reliable watch. I am just not interested in them, and i rather that my eyeballs view something else, right? Things that I like. It's my choice. It's your choice. To be an adult and create an account and spend a total of maybe eight minutes realistically Right? To use a new email, set up a username, it could be aaa 774 b it doesn't give a fuck. To set up a fake account to view someone's page means you are psychotic. You have mental issues. For real. I just want you guys to understand that. I don't give a fuck. I think some of my closest friends who know me do know that. Some of them be like, oh, I wonder if this is that dog I could give a fuck less. I really could not tell you how much pushing forward is just so much better for your life. If somehow, some way serendipity is to take place, then then shit, you know, it's in God's hands. Right now, your boy is just, man, I am moving. Not like a bullet train in Yokohama or a freight train, but I'm your boy is moving, right? I'm um, and smooth. Uh all right, switching gears completely. There's been a lot of talk for years about Nike falling off. And um, I mean, I don't resell sneakers and I don't go on the sneakers app. I've never in my entire life once used a sneakers app. I think I've purchased one or two pairs of shoes off StockX and it was because they're way, way under retail and I didn't give a fuck and just it just that process of how long it takes for verification, it's not worth it. Don't give how much money you're fucking saving sometimes. Or walk in the store and get it. But at the same time, I have a sneaker store. So why the fuck would I even care, right? But Nike has fallen off. And they're just coming out with any ideas, whatever. And there's so many different colors of Pantones they could use and change different names and keep re-fucking... They're not reinventing the wheel, I'm sorry. They're recycling whatever they can. And they've been doing this for the last 20 fucking years. But it's bad. And, you know, with golf shit and everything else and like, you know... You're going to see me very rarely wear Jordan golf shoes anymore. Not because they're not cool or, or functional. I think the Jordan one low is my is my favorite go-to, but that's like something where like, if I'm really casual out there just fucking around. Now that I'm taking a little more serious, you're going to see me in G4. You're going to see me in, you know, Tiger Woods 2020s, right? Tiger 20, maybe in the 14 retros, but... You know, I, I do favor the spikes. You're gonna see me in a, you know, G four Gallivanter. Um, but people are saying that new balance is up. And it is. Joe Fresh Goods, not kids What have been thinking of, uh why the fuck am I drawing a blank right now? Anyways, fucking um um action. Bronson did a fire ass collab, right? And and they're killing it. That's great. They did almost seven billion in sales last year, which is actually insane. It is crazy big growth. You know what Nike did last year? 56 billion. Okay? Stop the fucking cap. In order for New Balance to do 15 billion, you have no fucking idea the level of shit that they'd have to do. And I like New Balance. I'm just saying that they can take the Mel's and have people hate them or whatever. I do definitely see people wearing other shit, and that's cool. I wouldn't be mad at all if Nike motherfucking fell off the face of the earth. Cool, great, I don't give a fuck. Now Adidas, everyone's saying oh they're coming back, they're making this. You know my good friend Jeff, who uh, the owner of Riff, is my partner, right? It's my dog, and he said something interesting about Adidas. And every major star who's worn Adidas has had an injury. And I forgot, there was a lot of names he named, but Kobe had an injury in him, went to Nike. Derrick Rose had an injury in him. Um, like big injuries, right? I don't know if he said James Harden, but he said a few people, it's crazy. But basket, Adidas basketball right now is really on the come up. It's on the fence for me, right? And Jerry Lorenzo, you know, what he's doing with Fear of God might be the best option. And I could think of, you know, if it had to be Adidas, but... I'm going to fucking play Nike Kobe's in basketball, period, right? Kyrie's are, you know, good shoes. I haven't tried on the Jaws. Um, I have never wore a pair of LeBron shoes, but I just think the Kobe's are the best. and That's just why they're just so, so wanted and they're just great and they just fucking feel good as far as like playability. And even though I don't fuck around like that, but I know a basketball shoe and how it feel just by the way, you know, from just fucking just messing around inside, you know, some hardwood. I've at least done that. Walking on them. But, anyways, yeah, so I'm in Arizona. Um, there is a subscriber meetup tonight. That is another thing that I apologize for. It's supposed to be tomorrow night, but uh, I have a um, very important meeting tomorrow, right? Playing golf with a billionaire. Um, why did I mention that? Because it is very rare that you can encounter the 2,000 billionaires that exist on this earth. And uh, the fact that I am playing with one tomorrow is pretty cool. Could be something big. And um, meanwhile, there is business that's being handled. So I got that, and then I have a dinner after. And then I have like 15 other fucking people that want to try to kick it. And I'm gonna try to do like an hour here and an hour there, and then I'm just gonna fucking go to sleep. And then Wednesday, I gotta come back and I got the kids. So there is a subscriber meetup. By the time you hear this, it might be too late. I just wanted to kind of keep it to five to ten heads max and give more attention, I did fuck that up, and I think that messed up a lot of people's shit because it was really supposed to be the 27th, but it wasn't, but there's a lot going on. If you follow my subscriber feed and you really are watching it, you do realize there's a lot of stuff and it will come your way. Now the crazy part is, you paying five bucks is really not shit because if you come to one subscriber meetup and people have come to several, you get more than what you pay for an entire year in that one night. In that one hour, hour and a half, you're going to get more than that. Now, if there's a garage sale, if there's anything else, and I'm going to figure out a way to try to do a virtual sale. I'm going to have Popeye help me out with that. But there's a subscriber meetup and I'm excited to meet some of them. I know um, DJ Nicasio and a couple other people. You know, that Arizona um, breakfast we had, that brunch was fucking dope. That was a good time. Now, tomorrow, I'm giving you guys a debut and I'm, I'm telling you guys about it now. I have collaborated with Clutch Sports. That's uh, Rich Paul, Maverick Carter, LeBron James. And uh, I've collaborated with Clutch Sports and Robinhood. Robinhood is a stock exchange, uh, crypto exchange, the whole nine, everything, right? And IF&Co and them have created a gold credit card. No bullshit. This is an actual, functional, real gold credit card. And we have made chains for 11 players that are under clutch sports and Kyle Kuzma will be making a debut tomorrow night, Tuesday night walking in the tunnel right, plays for the Wizards and when he walks into his game he'll be rocking you know Kuzma don't give a fuck he'd be really out there fashion shit for real, for real so this is exciting again, billion dollar corporation it is an honor And this could lead to bigger things, but uh, tomorrow you will see a post, and then um, you're going to start seeing some players on the Clutch roster rocking this chain, and this is a BTB exclusive. You uh, would not have seen it on Instagram or anything else until tomorrow. We'll be right back. Richard Sherman got arrested for a DUI again. Now, I remember I am a huge Seahawks fan, right? Minus last year. Not that I wasn't a fan, I just had to watch on TV and not go to the games. Um, been a huge I was a huge LOB fan, right? That Richard Sherman crabsheet moment with Aaron Andrews was just legendary. This man went to Stanford. This man is highly, highly intelligent. He is beyond well versed. And there have been some incidents that have happened with him, but bruh. Another DUI, man, like, dog, I don't know, man. And again, I'm not here to give anybody advice. I just feel like you old enough to know, man, you tripping. Next up, Cam Newton. Was that an event? I don't want to say the crew's name. You can look it up. And I'm almost positive that 85% of the people listening to this right now know about what happened because he was training number one. But some goofy motherfuckers, I don't know Cam well, but I know him enough to know, you know, whatever Goofy dudes, seven or eight of them, tried to jump dude. Now, the story keeps saying seven guys jump him. That's partially true. Seven or eight dudes attempted to jump him is a much better caption. No clickbait. Let me tell you something. You watched Cam throw some of these motherfuckers like they was rag dolls. I don't think I could throw my son London like he threw some of these dudes. Now, mind you, London is five foot three now. London is almost the same exact height as his mom, and London's fucking 11. right? London's a tall boy. He's wearing a fucking seven and a half shoe about to be an eight. He's got a bigger foot than his mom already. Ryder's wearing the same size shoe as his mom. Ryder's not as tall. I'm just saying, Leonard's going to be a tall boy, I can tell. Cam Newton, you forget he's six, 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 seven. He is strong as a motherfucking ox. Did you realize when he played at Auburn, did you not understand that he only had one guy on his O-line that actually went to the NFL? This motherfucker's a beast. He ain't going down like that. Come on, man motherfuckers are goofy bro y'all are killing me with this shit to wrap this up i did get to watch a couple things right obviously talk about the bob Marley movie it was so good that fucking uh it's number one movie in america i told jimmy boy to go watch it he loved it i'm gonna go watch it again for sure but two things pulled up three things sorry three things pulled up and i watched them from front to back mike epps new comedy specials all right it wasn't bad it's was okay Give it a six and a half, seven out of ten. I'll tell you this: you want to watch something good? My bad. I'm gonna add the fourth thing: Johnny Manziel, who I know. Yes, Johnny football. I've known Johnny for a while. Follows me on all social platforms. Solid dude. Never have I had one bad incident with this dude. He's been a good dude. And he plays fucking uh, plays golf, and he lives here in Arizona, so I might motherfucking bump into him. Now, that interview on Club Shay Shay was fucking excellent. I highly recommend that. Next up, the Wendy Williams, Where is Wendy documentary? Wow. If you are a hip hop fan and you are over 45, especially if you're over 50, you know Wendy was a notorious tea spiller on the radio. She was big. And for 12 years, every fucking day, this woman had the Wendy Williams show, right? And then she had that incident like five years ago where she's wearing the Statue of everything, and she had like a fucking seizure or stroke or something on stage and she's crazy. Now, mind you, you do realize that this woman can't be all there, right? Plastic surgery, all the changes, everything, the pressure, she's great at her job. If you see the, you know, just the, the time lapse of everything from, let's just say you've only been watching her since fucking the 2010s or whatever. You could even see a difference from there, right? And the crazy part is Greg Yuna, who was formerly known as Mr. Flawless, right? He used to sell jewelry to Wendy Williams' uh, husband, now ex-husband. And one day, and this is somewhat recent because I know my my podcast was happening then. My boy, Will the Boss, who worked with, God damn, man, this is where I'm getting old and I'm forgetting shit already. Why the fuck am I forgetting dude's name? There's one of the big jewelers on 47th Street. I forgot what the fuck his name was. God damn it. I had lunch with the guy three or four times, had dinner with him twice. Damn, he made some OVO rings. Why the fuck? It's not Avion. It's not Elliot. What the fuck is his name? Anyways, one of his right-hand men, these guys are in the same building as, as Mr. Flawless at the time, right on the corner, Jacob's old 47th and 6th right there, was this black dude named Will the Boss. Will the Boss was always one of the nicest, just good dudes. All of a sudden, I see rumors, TMZ, this and that. Will's married will is dating wendy williams he let the tabloids fly um i don't think he's ever had that kind of attention which is great fine i was like good for him now after watching the documentary i realized i don't think there was a sexual relationship with them maybe there was and i'm not here to judge him regardless will is a good dude i'm not here to because i don't know the story but he is in this documentary as much as Wendy is. And now he is her manager and handling business and whatever. And I'm going to tell you something quick, man. This is the best I've ever seen Will look. I'm not insinuating anything. I'm just saying that is just the part that I could say on a positive light. This is just episode one. Now, if you know what's going on, Wendy Wendy Williams looks absolutely crazy. She looks like Michael Jackson the year he passed away. Um, Her eyeballs are bulging out. She looks very unhealthy. She is seeing multiple doctors. She has lost all access to her money. Now, there had to be at least $100 million in there. She has no access to anything. She has no power of attorney. She has a health caregiver who was granted by the court who is controlling her funds. Now, the fucked up part is, I think that there's other shit going on and um, because she's not right... She's seeing a therapist, she's seeing a neurologist, she's seeing a bunch of other things, and she's acting like she's okay, but she's definitely fucked up. And it's really painful to watch. And that's just episode one. And the health caregiver person had sued Lifetime and said you can't air it. Lifetime didn't give a fuck. They aired it anyway. And I don't know how it's longer, but if you can, if you have Lifetime, you have cable, watch this episode. It is fucking, it should fuck you up. Cause it makes me think about how crazy I get sometimes. I think like, damn, man motherfuckers gonna push me to the edge and whatever and i'm preaching about even keel and stuff but you know you can it's it's not about what people say to you directly or you reading comments and negative things it's not that at all it's the underlying deeper shit in the back of just wanting to be the best version of yourself but then having a lot more eyeballs on you because understand i'm driving in the streets and motherfuckers stop me in on the freeway anywhere it could be anywhere I couldn't pick my nose in fucking public. It ain't like, at a you know, I'm not at a Justin Bieber. I'm not there. I get it. I'm also not a Z-list or anything else. Let's not cap anybody. Anyone who's listened to the show and walk with me somewhere in a public forum, especially somewhere I want to be, whether it be a sneaker area, could be definitely not a jewelry convention. That's forget about it. That's me, like, that's literally me being at the top tier of, you know, my audience. Me go to a golf event, I'm going to get stops 40 to 100 times guaranteed in that event. But... That type of pressure, it can fuck with you. But it's scary, it's sad. I don't know if there's a chance for her to miraculously come back and make a comeback, but watch this documentary. I, I can't wait to watch it. I to hope there's fucking 15 episodes. I don't know what it- how many there is, but it's fucking crazy. I-, I was fascinated by it. Now, we're gonna end the show, but I have to tell you, my final review. There was a shit ton of press for this movie called Mia Culpa do you guys know what Mia Culpa means go uh, Google it this is a Tyler Perry movie starring Kelly Rowland of Destiny's Child now I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all I never cared for Kelly never thought really too much of her and about 10 years ago she dropped that motivation song that might have been maybe 2001. I don't know I was like, yo, Kelly is looking good. I fuck with Kelly. I fuck with her vibes and everything. And there was this shit going on with the Good Morning America and all this other, but I don't give a fuck about none of that. Kelly looks fucking good right now. So for her to play this super provocative role as a criminal defense attorney, I'm gonna give this movie a legit three out of 10. Now this ain't acrimony. Acrimony will fuck you up. Temptation, eh. I've only seen a few Tyler Perry movies. I've never watched any of the Medeas. I'm coming purely from a film background. For those of you who are new to subscribing to this show or listening to this show, do not forget I have a degree in cinematography. I have a huge film background. But from the screenwriting to the acting and everything else, Part of me wants you guys to watch this movie just to put yourself through the bullshit I went through. This movie's fucking trash. I'll give this motherfucker three out of 10. I don't know how the fuck you go from being a married woman, going through trouble in your, yeah, I get it. And then you got this dude who's a fucking artist, who's a thug and whatever. He's fucking a white chick on his bed, raw dog you've turned this dude down because you are married and whatever else and then all of a sudden he is fucking this chick raw dog she is riding him reverse cowgirl gets off his dick and then fucks you a lawyer a successful one there's parts of the movie that I like and at least I can say that but I'm telling y'all please please do not watch this movie. It is fucking terrible. <laughs> All right. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for full swing to come out. I don't know if it's going to be as good as the first one. But guys, more importantly, I wish you have a great week. I hope you have an amazing day. And if you're in Arizona, holler at your boy. I'm here for a couple of days. I am touring around quite a bit. Um, you already know. Uh, mostly for live events and other things like that. But it is a man I'm telling you that february has been my month i don't know if it's an aquarius thing and now that's ended i don't really know um but it's been a really 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 good few weeks and uh i shit man i thank god man that's crazy all right you guys hear the music you already know what time it is that's my man lakey hey y'all for real for real make it a great day all right i love y'all peace